All right, so we are back for episode two. Well, it's not episode two, but we're just doing these back to back. So this is the second. This is episode something of Sputron, but episode something of Philosopher Stone. And I'm Signutron. Oh, and I'm Ranny Rodil. And we just smoked some more weed, and we're about to kick off episode two of Creep Show on Shudder. That's a shout out to Shudder. Sponsor yeah, our show. Pretty damn scary. We'll just review horror movies and be super stoned all the time because I think the last episode was hilarious. Yeah, it was great. Like, and, these, and scary. Yes, also, I was talking about our show, our podcast, but also last episode was Amazing of Creep Show. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about many things at once. But Tupac Shakorgi's here laying on the bed yep, with he's, us. He's sitting on my knee like a little gargoyle. It's concerned. Protecting me. Mm-hmm. He gets really upset when Randy screams. But she's... <laughs> she's been screaming. You've scared the shit out of me more than the movies every time, man. Okay. Like... It, but it's kind of nice. It's like a, a rumble. It's like watching the. It's, it's like watching scary movies with a rumble pack. Do you remember those? Yeah. Do you remember there was a time where you had to like buy an extra. I don't know why it sounded so creepy when I said that. Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah, I remember those. I never did anything creepy with them. Like, yeah. I didn't even think that. That's hilarious, though. Yeah. Oh my god, that was before. Like, I guess I was dealing with rumble packs before I even like. <laughs> I wouldn't have even thought that, but now I Anyways, can't stop thinking about that. You should because we should start watching this. Okay, what's this um, episode called? Anyways, this is episode two, mm-hmm. and shit, it's called the the big bad wolf or something. Fuck, I forget what it was called. Um, I'll tell you later once we look at it at the end, maybe or something. Okay, I don't know. It's just episode something. two of Creep Show, and I don't remember the the names, so now we'll be surprised. But. I just paused it on the first screenshot. This lady's walking up to the the creep keeper. Oh my god! You're laughing at that again. Or, or the crypt creeper. Okay. So, um, you remember this is a different episode. So it's like people. This yeah, might I know, be, but it still doesn't make it any funnier than the first time. I'm telling you, people at home are gonna think that's hilarious. Or any less funnier. Are you on team? Amount. Are you on team creep keeper or? Why are you? Okay, creep creeper. let's just watch this episode. That's a legitimate. I'm gonna start a poll on Twitter. Okay, start your damn poll. Um, so this is giving me all of the tales from the crypt vibes that I love, and I love horror anthologies, and it's really inspired me that I'm gonna start making my own horror anthologies. Okay. Like, especially, this is what I've been wanting to do. This is so inspiring. I, mean, I love it. You do have a thousand and one ideas. I know. I was literally trying to figure out the Maggie thing, and I was like, but I'm just so inspired we now. already said that we were going to do this. Remember you were the Quarantales? Yeah, I, I wanted to do a horror series before I even watched this and call it Quarantales from the Crib. Mm-hmm. And and it's the crib keeper. <laughs> the Augie's the... episode was supposed to be the socially distant one. Yep. Was supposed to be the first episode. Exactly. Yeah. And so then you we can. Didn't... I mean, we could still. Tie I could it film in a bump yeah. of uh, like the crib keeper. Yeah, and, and he's all like covered in toilet paper. Two bucks of corgi covered in toilet paper. Wrap him up in toilet paper. Oh man. So uh, we're going to get into the second episode now. Um, I'm thoroughly stoned. How about you? Yeah, I'm pretty. Smoking the weed that we grew ourselves, which is just like, that's the, as far as I'm concerned, growing your own weed is the only way to get weed now. Because like, you know what I mean? 
Like we I grew mean, up, we have so much weed now, and we like took the time to love and appreciate that weed, and then that weed love and appreciates us now. It's pretty loving. Yeah. So. Okay, let's watch this. All right, here we go. All right, so this one's called Bad Wolf Down, and we were just talking about like I like the intro, and then you yeah. said it reminds you of Tales from the Crypt, and I was like, yeah. Well, I was just thinking that's cool because it's made for all of us that love that stuff. Then I was like, man, Shutter should pick up fucking uh, Tales from the Crypt, mm-hmm. and. But then you said what? I don't know. You were like, if they could, HBO oh, yeah, might be but, a buck. Yeah, HBO might be a So now I'm saying like, okay, now dear HBO Max, now that you're starting a streaming service that people pay for, how about we start a campaign to get HBO, like Tales from the Crypt going again? Because I guarantee, gosh darn it, John Kassir is going to be like way into like reprising that role. Okay, something I noticed on last episode and in this episode, there's a lot of text at the beginning, and like I'm like stoned, and it doesn't give you enough time to read the first one, so like gotta like pause it. I thought but they read it. Out they loud. read the bubbles, but they don't read the big block of text. Oh, I didn't there. even know there was a big yeah. block of text because so, I zoned out. Yeah, so that's how you didn't know there was a hurricane com- a coming in the oh, last episode. Okay. <laughs> Can you read it? Out yeah, loud? sure. All right, cool. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right, this one is about Nazis. What are the, like, I just want to talk about this real quick for a second. What are the ethics of having Nazis in a film? What do you mean? There's Nazis in, are like, is it only okay to have Nazis in your film if you make them, like, mad scientists that were trying to create monsters and, like, you know what I mean? It's like, Nazis are kind of, that's kind of like a hot button issue. Yeah, I guess so. Right? And then, but it's like a lot of, like, even Captain America <coughs> used the Nazis. <coughs> Jesus, too. <coughs> Come on now. All right, now, now I'm getting freaked out because I'm like, ooh, the windows open. <laughs> I forgot what it feels like to like watch scary movies and be scared. Mm-hmm. Should we close that though? Oh, well, I guess. I mean, I don't think anything's out there, but mosquitoes. I'm like, all I'm scared of now is like mosquitoes. <laughs> but it's like there's like legitimate things like to be scared of. Like how? Well, but how rare do you think? Like, what do you think the odds are of getting killed by a serial killer? Because we, like, most people that go through scary movies are, like, just bebopping their way through life, never thinking they're going to get killed by a serial killer. Why are you on your phone? We're recording an episode here. What are you doing? Oh, I'm doing something. What were you doing that's more important than recording an episode? Just looking up ingredients to an incense. Oh, do you care to share with the rest of the class? Rodell. All right. (laughs) The teachers used to do that when you weren't paying attention, man. Like, the, the, how many teachers have shamed you when you weren't paying attention? I guess how else could they get you back on track? Maybe by being nice and interesting. Right. Like, this is what I was talking about earlier. We're in a negative reinforcement paradigm. Yeah, a teacher could be like, hey, you know, I really wish it, it like, it would really mean a lot to me and the rest of the class if you could pay attention, because then we can all get through this together and be excited about learning about it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. say that something nice really like nice. that. nice. If yeah. my teacher said that to me, I feel like, okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, whoa. That's what I'm saying. I'm Why doesn't any like teacher, that teacher say that? But then the, the teacher's like, uh, what, you care to share the rest of that right. embarrassing ass note you're writing, Rodil? Like, you know what I mean? Why you gotta shame people? Chill the fuck out. This is why I'm saying that America just needs to light up a big old fucking doobie and chill the fuck out, right? Okay, so let's continue. Okay, before we get too far into this, and you're not sitting down anyways, um, the ethics of 
a Nazi, like having a Nazi in your movie. Because now I'm really curious because can you only have Nazis in your movie if they're like, if they're killed? Or like, what if you like had a story about one Nazi that turned against the Nazis and was a good Nazi, but he was still was a Nazi. Is that socially acceptable to have in your film? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Oh, I was a You are the co-host of the show. Oh, I thought you were just asking the audience, like, you know, to ask questions. Oh, I guess I could have been doing that too. Yeah, so like, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, do you have any input on that? Oh, man. Okay. Well, something to think about. If you got, like, if you, that's, oh, there we go. This is a part of the show. If you have uh, thoughts about that, and, like, I'll, like, post questions to you guys, and then email me, signeutron at gmail.com, and uh, with about the, your thoughts on that. When is a Nazi, because, like, I actually want to know, because, like, I think it's good to be considerate because at the beginning of this episode, Ranny, there was like obviously like kind of a lady that looked kind of like a gypsy lady, but I don't think it's proper to like, I think I got to look into it, but I don't think it's proper to call people gypsies anymore. That's fine. Like, I just want to know what the right thing is to say. And I feel like if the world was just like, okay, let's just, let's all decide on the right thing to say. And then let's all say the right thing. You know what I mean? Cause like, I feel weird saying black people. But, like, some people say black people, and then some people don't like being called black people. You know what I mean? And it's like, I just, I wish we could all just come to a consensus on, like, correct terms. And then we could all just agree to use those terms out of respect for one another. You know what I mean? Same thing with pronouns and all that stuff. And apparently Nazis in film. But apparently it seems pretty okay to have a Nazi in a film. But let's see if there's a good Nazi in this film. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about. It's okay. Okay, so I was talking about, like, quotable movies. Dude, this was totally quotable. One of the guys stepped in something, and he's like, this shit all about poop, man. But he said it, like, really cool and, like, quotable. <laughs> like, it's like, that's what I used to do. Like, I would quote, like, 80s movies like that. And so it's I guess just, you can quote anything still these days. Yeah, I guess so. I think people need to bring back quoting movies you again. You don't even know people don't, actually. We're not kids anymore. Oh, you're right. That's what it is. We're like adults. <laughs> I guess kids quote things more than adults. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That's an interesting observation. So this one's about Nazis, and then he, American soldiers end up in this cabin or something in like Nazi Germany, and then they they're in a th and it looks like there's all these scratches and stuff and blood everywhere, and they're like, what the fuck? And then there's some dead bodies and stuff, which like. That's legitimately scary. Like, if you really immerse yourself in the story, oh, man, like, if I was in war and I was overseas in a strange place in the middle of a war and then I stumbled in a cabin and then the, this, I saw this, that would be scary, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just, I guess that, because he's like, he's like, oh, so I'm being the asshole? And he's like, no, Bugs Bunny's the asshole. <laughs> that was a fucking awesome quote. Um... I love it that, like, when we watch movies, we're just watching people act like people. These mm -hmm. these guys, some of them have, like, badass person, like, tough guy personalities. And we're just, like, watching, like, rugged guys playing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what's they call cut? Like, that guy gets off set, and then he goes and has some snacks at the snack bar. And then he usually like, talks to the special effects guys, like, hey, man, like, that's really cool. That, that upcoming werewolf effect that, like, man, that's awesome. Like, and then they, like ask you how long it takes to make it and then you exchange instagram info and then you try to keep in touch but then you don't really keep in touch and then maybe you'll see each other on another project or something <laughs> that's that's like behind the scenes <laughs> you're just staring at me like me yeah oh i'm looking are you at checking phone? out you we're supposed to be doing a podcast I mean, episode sorry, here like <laughs> yeah. you were just 
you know, there are times you like to go on your tangents, and I'm just like looking at my phone. Yeah, but I like to have a happened. co-host. The stoner you get, the more like soft you get. You got to remember to project. Okay. <laughs> Card like he's a tiny, like the size of a tiny, like a doll, and like he's wearing like the corrugated end of cardboard as a hat. <laughs> You're way more stoned than I am. Yeah, maybe. What? <laughs> look at what he looks like. Look at his. Did that look like a zoom in of like corrugated cardboard? You know, the, whatever. I don't see that at all, but all right, let's carry on. <laughs> I, my prediction is that this is going to be a retelling of the R- Little Red Riding Hood because it's the big bad wolf, but it's got Nazis in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Any predictions? No, I didn't, I didn't predict anything last time. <laughs> okay, so you realize they had a net on the corrugated cardboard? Yeah, I thought, I thought it looked like I mean, corrugated you're, cardboard. You're sitting weird because the inside we be together. Go ahead. It looked like the inside cardboard. I don't remember what I was saying, man. Oh, okay. So, um, but anyways, there. so now we have like actual Nazi and then he's like, so we're learning about this now. So it's okay to like have a Nazi that like lost a son or something i don't know but then he was like speaking in english but which is just kind of weird that that's always weird to me in movies I and mean, it's like mm-hmm. i feel like we should definitely at least at the very least have people speaking their native language yeah. like but then they do this really badass lighting thing and i think they did it practically which was awesome they kind of zoom in on the nazi's face and then uh, then this green flood comes in on one side. And then the backdrop changes to like a crazy color. Like it was really like cool. Pattern, yeah. And like I was stoned and it looked like they did that practically. And if they did, I that's that makes me love it even more. Because it looked so much more effective because it was done practically. Like the guy was actually standing there. And then a couple of people had to like turn the lights on. You know what I mean? Like I think digital, you get it's you get away with too much because it takes out the human element of like figuring out how to do something practically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, can we like like continue this? Continue our podcast that we discuss things. Yeah, but I mean, you, you we just can keep, keep going. Okay, fine. We'll keep going. But yeah, again, this... kudos and props to the light people. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. So oh, so there's one jerk dude, um, and then it's always funny to interact with the jerk dude off of set. Like when they're not acting, when they like when they call cut, because mm-hmm. like, oh, you play a really good asshole, you know. <laughs> but, um, so they get locked in this or this cage with this lady because this dude shoots the lady, and they're like, ah, shit, they shot the lady. But then the asshole locks them in there with it, and then the Germans surround the place. And now I'm just now realizing that the German, the quirky German guy, is Jeffrey Combs. Which is awesome. I love Jeffrey Combs. I get it's just it's because there's always like a quirky German Nazi in in movies. Like you know, what I mean? are you falling asleep? Yeah, I was falling asleep. Sorry. Are we gonna keep doing this one? Yeah, we can keep doing it, okay. but just you know, try not to have me respond too much. But it's a podcast. You're supposed to respond. Oh, I'm asleep. <laughs> so should, do you want me to carry on without you, or do you want me to pause this until we finish it together? Either way. Oh, you know what? We can finish this one, like, later. Okay. All right, so now I'm, like, losing my voice. We just recorded another episode that was, like... So I'm going to, like, do my best now to, like, chill out and eat now. Yeah, he has Because I'm, like, hoarse. One bite of his I know. But I just want to say, like, what if we started an economy where, like, we literally just came together, like, as a community (laughs) and was, like, 
all right, this person's got a lot of money. So then we we start actually moving the money and like helping people out. Like I'm like, John needs this to pay off this, and then somebody needs this to do. And then if there was a system that we could optimize who needed help and when, then we could all start unlocking everybody's debts and stuff, and then get money moving around because everybody's got debt right now and no money is moving. We got to look at money as a conceptual resource and as an abstract concept. It's got to flow. That's part of the brain of the this this earth is an economy and it's got to it's got to flow. We're literally like we're we're blocking it off like cardiac arrest, man, because of like trauma or something. We're blocking the flow. Trauma blocks the flow of your chakras and the economic system because anybody that's rich is probably has a complex of like I need this I need this I am not happy with who I am so I need all of this thing to make me feel like somebody see a two-headed phoenix alright so okay I'm gonna chill I think so two-headed phoenix we can call this episode two-headed phoenix no we're not doing that again I'm not like this is still the (laughs) this is still episode of creep show i'm gonna eat and watch creep show oh my gosh so we were like we didn't know if that was a song and then i accidentally hit play and then it was like the episode but yeah you were just singing that song you're like is that a song because i said the loo garu yeah and like there's this whole i have this whole story about like when i thought i was a legitimately thought i was a werewolf when i was a kid and it's like, oh my god, maybe I'm legitimately a werewolf if I believe that. But like, I don't want to get into that story because I still haven't got to my food yet. Like, everything is like a side story. Like, I'm maybe like, you're Fuck. a werewolf. Yeah, it's like everything is a story maybe I want to tell. Yeah, I'm like, in trouble. But it's like, I, okay, I gotta just eat and ground myself. Jeez. Yeah, eat your dang food. This one was a really good story, actually. So. Uh, yeah, actually, I like the story. It yeah. Was a pretty good twist. I wouldn't say it was like scary, but it was like horror. And, like, entertaining and had a great story. I was compelled. Mm-hmm. And it had a really nice twist. Yeah. I like that. And it's like a good old-fashioned, like, Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah. It's morality tales. See, this is the thing. Horror stories, anthologies, they're morality tales. We need fear to be the opposite of love. The opposite of love is not hate. It is fear. Mm-hmm. And that's the polar. That's the moon. That's the shadow. Shadow is fear. And love is light. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you have to fear some things to learn some things. So any demon that exists here is a plain, like is a demon that we've created by cause and effect. It's like you have to like solve problems. But I'm on a tangent again. The the lady, so they actually like end up killing her with the cross. But she, because she wanted to die, but then she turns them into uh, blah blah werewolves. Werewolves, yeah. yeah get out didn't even see that coming because she hates the germans too she was french and the germans were fucking shit up over there in europe like fuck like who does that i was just like wa- i was watching history and like you should have said just the nazis you see the germans i don't know yeah you're right no thank you for the clarification because all too often we conf- conflagrate or is the if that's the right word nazis with germans but the german people aren't nazis Mm-hmm. And, it, and thank you for catching that because it's not right to say like in, when referencing the Nazis which were very ter- it was like an ideolo- ideological virus you know the Germans mm-hmm. or the, sorry, Jesus the Nazis mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I, but the Nazis like an ideology took hold 
and it wasn't curbed. It just reproduced and kept going for more. Like Hitler, Hitler actually could have fucking like. It was like four, 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 right when you said Hitler. Yeah, there was a point where he could have stopped because see, the reason why the Nazis came to power is because of a past generation of the Germans. People were being like screwed over. They were being deprived of shit because of the First World War. I wish so, I had some pineapple. So then along comes like this Hitler dude who seems ideological and he's like, hey, let's all unify. Let's get together and let's like build a good Germany. And then they actually did that. But then they fucking started going like colonial. Like they didn't stop. They wanted to expand the German like empire. Like that's some fuck. Like what is colonialism? Like to build an empire? Like that's crazy. Our history is built on people building empires through war and like aggression what if we built empires on friendship and like (laughs) love like the empire of love (laughs) can you imagine because like china has so many amazing things thailand has so many amazing things russia the whole world has amazing things and if we like stopped like fighting war games and we just like were like shared with our toys like like good children like imagine what this world could be anyways did you you wanted to say something I don't remember what I was going to say, so... Yeah. Well, we finished... The, oh, we finished the German Nazi episode thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you can just do your own thing when I rant. We yeah. sort of, like... You, I can tell you're zoning out, but I'm like, I'm glad that this recording, at least somebody's going to hear me. And you're probably going to listen to it later, because mm-hmm. I think you do genuinely care about what I say, but yeah. we're, like, stoned, and, you, you know, you're looking at your phone. Yeah. But you were looking at your phone through the, the movie, too, and that's weird, like... The more I get into, like, spirituality and meditation, the more I like to do one thing at a time so I can focus on that one thing. You know, looking at your phone and watching TV or drawing and watching a show. If you're splitting your attention between, like, you're devaluing both as an experience. You know what I mean? Oh, gosh. Well, in a sense. But, well, you're lowering the the enjoyment. Well, I don't know if it's a lowered, but it's it's, you're splitting your attention. So, but if you give your singular attention on one thing. my attention is... uh... Like food, how much attention do you pay to like what anything actually tastes like? Because I realized after I started actually paying attention to what food tastes like, I realized how much I wasn't paying attention to what like food tastes like. That's what I'm talking about, the recorder. You gotta like press record on the present moment and be like, you know what, I'm gonna be here for the present. Soak that up, you know? Yeah. Any final thoughts on the werewolf zombie one? It was pretty good. It was good. Yeah. I dug it. Oh, I was gonna do like honest critiques about like the makeups and stuff dude because that's what i do and like it's really hard to do a werewolf mm-hmm. like i'm actually like honestly proud like i'm impressed with their werewolves like it because like i don't even know i don't even know if i could do that better because i'm sure like you gotta think of budget and time constraints and stuff and this yeah. is a smaller budget movie so see again we're like locking resources off of lower budget things when if they had bigger budgets the like you could do way more and it's like, we got to invest in the people at the bottom because that's where all the soul is because, like, that's where the struggle has been. The struggle is, like, the creative fucking, like, super fire fuel. That's the Buddhist concept of, like, why we even incarnate into flesh is samsara, the cycle of suffering. So, like, this is actually hell because we're, like, experiencing it. But you can bring heaven to you or you can bring hell. It's all about, like, it goes back to your imagination. Are you afraid of your own mind? Or do you love your own mind? Do you love the scary parts of your mind? That was a question to you. Oh, do I love the scary parts of my mind? Yeah. Yeah, why not? That's just like self-love. That's true self-love. A lot of people, like myself included, was scared of the scary parts of themselves. 
hence the alcoholism, which uh, black tea and bourbon. I was uh, cutting that together. I've mentioned black tea and bourbon so much, but you really need to see this because, like, it's pretty bizarre. It's theory. insane, and it premieres October sixteenth on the new moon uh, on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rancig. It's available right now on YouTube. Oh, you were supposed to back me on that. R-A-N-C-I-G. Remember, that was oh, our sorry, thing. sorry. My bad. It's okay. But see, your attention is on the phone. See, you're not living in our podcast world here. Okay, well, maybe I don't need to live in that world right now. But I like when you live in that world because you're funny. All right. I enjoy your presence more when it's, like, focused here with us. Your presence is my presence. <laughs> your presence is requested. <laughs> okay, so I had to stop. So this one... This guy is talking like third person, and then he breaks the fourth wall. And then he's talking to us who are watching him tell his story. Oh, okay. I thought he was like talking into a microphone like it was a podcast or something. Right. But see, that's, that's a powerful like philosophical statement there. Like, why do we call it break the fourth wall? It's because you're looking at the one viewing the, the movie. Mm-hmm. So he's talking to us knowing that we're watching him in a movie. He so knows. is that what we do when we're talking to spirit? Yeah, because spirit is on the outer... It's in like the Russian doll universe theory. They're in the Russian doll that's bigger than us. So they can see into ours. But we can't see up outside of ours. Because mm-hmm. we're in a little dome. But actually we can when we break the fourth wall. We talk to spirit. And they're talking to us. Because we acknowledge that this is... Like we acknowledge the the reality you know what i mean it's like we know that it's like this, so this isn't episode, true reality did we talk, talk about what it's called it's called the finger yeah and this isn't true reality this the finger but it is true reality because like we're in it so this is very real to us so it is true but there are other levels of reality above ours it's like he's doing a mudra with the whatever kind of finger he found so yeah so i don't finger or is it a human finger i don't know i don't know what his deal is yet but he's telling his story to us um, and then he was like telling it out of order too, because he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get ahead of myself." So it's like there's all this like chronological stuff. Yeah, like, I like when when people get ahead of themselves initially. But see, I'm working on being present, and you're always like fiery, go 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 go, yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> and that's okay. Like that's you. I'm working on present time too. I just yep. like it to move faster. But it, see, it's like I think that's another valuable lesson for like human beings. It's like realize that other people learn differently than you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're like a fiery person. And like, we could have had a lot of arguments the past few days, even though we're on like awesome terms. We were like finding malfunctions in our social interactions because you were like, I want this now. <laughs> and I'm like, but I like to take my time. You know what I mean? Well, I guess so. I don't remember that. Yeah. I, well, I don't, I'm jumbling up my words, but like, I don't know. That's what I was thinking when we would have like kind of a disagreement. And then we felt like energy is being moved and I'd get frustrated or something. You have to like check your processes when you're getting frustrated. You got to be like, man, if we had fudge sickles right now yeah, or be... like some sort of like ice cream, that would be amazing. That would be oh, wait. We wanted to get yeah, what happened to Blana Splits. Oh, it's something is tomorrow. Oh, that's a great time to talk about our lifestyle. Um, and my belief that Sundays should be sacred. Like we have to have a global Sunday. That's like, you don't do anything. You just take it off and enjoy the day. And the more people we have doing that on the same day, the more like our neural network of the, the planet like relaxes. Well, that's probably why they do church on Sunday. Yeah, because like the gods are they trying to tell you something. They everyone to like chill on one day and they, they got that all fucking wrong. We needed the global unplug day, which is Sunday, to like plug back in. 
that's there we go that's how you tie in that whole that whole thing that i'm trying to start with the reverentism is the global reset is to make sundays actually a sacred day it like a secularly sacred day because it doesn't have to honor a god it has to honor us gods who are working our asses off here like fucking drowning in debt and like wigged out like how are we gonna pay for anything you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like the colony needs to like just fucking chill for a second Mm -hmm. and like then help each other out we're all fucking we're all fucking sinking here you know what i mean and we're like we're causing the climate crisis because we're so out of sync that if we could just reharmonize i guarantee you that we would solve the climate crisis because everybody's vibes would be so good and mother mother nature would be like man you guys feel so good on me like i don't have to like start like like a dog that has fleas trying to like hurricanes and you fucking guys feel like so good on me yeah you know what i mean like fuck my pumpkin i have this i've had this pumpkin on my altar under lakshmi dude you know for a year i looked it up pumpkins don't live that long they don't they get they turn into mush this is like if you're lucky it'll it'll you can make it like do stuff to it for so it could last like three months but motherfucker this thing has been like for a whole year and i haven't done anything with it dude that's amazing you know what i wonder if we sitting on top of like a thing of like prosperity stuff and dude if we cut that open do you think we could be able to eat it i don't know why would i do that exactly see that's offering to to the prosperity exactly i'm i'm illustrating why like people don't think things are sacred anymore Somebody could just see that statue of Lakshmi and that pumpkin and be like, fuck's this pumpkin, you know? Like, it didn't doesn't have any meaning to them. But, like, mm-hmm. to us, like, it's been there for two years. And, like, Lakshmi, like, is such an awesome energy and deity. Like, you can literally, like, interact with Lakshmi in your mind as long as you know the concept of Lakshmi. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're grouping these deities into concepts so that, that we can identify and interact with these these energies. If you don't start identifying cosmic energies, universal archetypes, you you have a hard time interacting with them. So that's like breaking the fourth wall. My other pumpkin looks like it's a bit askew. <laughs> Might have to fix it's it. It's a white pumpkin with a gold stem. Did you paint it white? No, it was a white pumpkin. Does it have a gold stem? Because it looks. I painted the me. stem. Okay, because I was like, am I that high? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's continue with this episode, right? Yeah. Sure. Oh, that was what natural disasters and like hurricanes and shit like that is mother nature like scratching an itch like that's like we're like little mosquitoes oh wow that's a good um what's it called analogy yeah so we have to to like save the the planet we have to like actually just care about the planet like that's that's it everybody on the planet has to care about the planet that it is absurd that that can't even be said right now do you realize that there is at least there is even if there was one person on this planet that didn't care about the planet is insane because it is these it sustains our entire existence more than we do like any animal i would say so they just all love the planet more than us yeah because i was talking about like dogs what if we don't even know like tupac could live in a constant state of like ecstasy like if you've ever taken ecstasy it like puts you in like the god love you know what i mean like everything feels amazing everybody is your best friend you know what i mean it just all fucking anxieties evaporate and you feel so good that could be a dog's like whole existence they could and that's why they want to be pet all the time because when you're on ecstasy you're like oh yeah rub my hair that's so good you know what i mean i if i like even now like not being on ecstasy i'd like to have my head pet that's true just enjoy that but it's like an enhancer but it's really all it's doing is changing your consciousness so if you've experienced ecstasy then you could use your imagination to touch that feeling again and then you could actually channel ecstasy that's like psychic drugs 
mm-hmm. but you just have to clear your channels enough to like you know what I mean because it's like how does it feel that's what they've been teaching us how does it feel yeah. and it's like if I start imagining how ecstasy feels I'm you know like, when oh, he says ecstasy. they he's talking about the spirits that I channel yeah and I realize how ridiculous our conversations sound yeah. to other when people you say now they like it's literally like coming from the ether <laughs> yeah dude I've forgotten that people don't talk to spirit we've we've been separated from so many people mm-hmm. that I'm like Oh, yeah, everybody yeah. knows Papa Lake, but everybody, like, we're so in tune with these energies that we're like, oh, yeah, you know, everybody does this, right? But you know what's funny is, like, anyone who knows Papa Lake, but they have the same reaction. Yeah, it's so like, there Papa are people. <laughs> yeah, there are people that get to know the Papa Legba energy, and you could call it by different things, but it's the energy that is the thing that you got to get to know. It's like Papa Legba, he could be a legua. He could be Hermes. He could be like whatever mm-hmm. tradition you filter him through. You tap into that Hermes energy, like you know that the fucking Hermes energy. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know, yeah. it's like it's really funny. It's like you know, Ralph, deep down inside, you know. Uh, you got me oh, like we that should one. do a philosopher stone. Jesus Christ, philosopher. Yeah, it's, if I got pulled over, then I'll be like, right. Jesus, philosopher <laughs> officer. <laughs> Whoa, oh, words are so officer. funny. Words are so funny, and it's like. If I just read Please my words officer. like this, you know, like robots do not add any inflection on stuff. And maybe that is why they are so foreign and that is why they lack soul. Isn't that a weird thought to think about? Oh, I just realized it's 10, 10, 20. On them titties, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's 9-11. Shit. 9-11 and see, and like, what What a, like a bow and lacroix thing to say. 10, 20 on them titties, bitch. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Anyone like like, record that yet? Yeah, we're recording it right now. No, I mean like on their, or like make it a meme. That seems like a funny. I would love it if people started memeing us. Like the like, how do we get like up in the meme game? Where if you guys are fans of us, like meme us or something. I don't know. And then like I'm doing my best to like memed and we never got credit. Oh, that's right. If you're gonna meme us, could you credit us? Because like, oh, that's another thing. We got we've been we've been trying so hard. Millions and millions of views. Oh my god, it's so hard to get noticed in like today's age. You were so connected, but it is like so hard to get noticed. I'm not even like look like I'm like in the cosmic flow, so I'm very appreciative of all the present moment and stuff. But I just want to acknowledge the actual like severity of the struggle. Like it's really really hard. Yeah, they, like they got those algorithms all wacky now. So. Again, they're locking up the flow of information in to for to generate profit. So we have these like modern day robber barons that have like a fucking blockades on information and they're squeezing us money so that we can like get the information it's like can you imagine if like all the algorithms disappeared on the internet what would we start seeing of people because i'm missing other people's stuff too because of algorithms and they're missing my stuff Mm -hmm. like the entire internet that people think oh it's just a it's a public objective public square it's not that anymore at all Okay, all right, let's finish episode, the second part. And I'm going to finish my pasta. But see, that's I'm, t- I'm dragging it, it out. that seems impossible at this point. Oh, that's great, dude. Also, my toast was like soggy, but I'm like still grateful for it. It was no longer toast. It was buttered bread. Yeah, that's what you said. And you wanted me to remind you of that. Oh, did, or, I, did you? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I made that up. I'm, I'm not sure. What did you make up? If you said that or not. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. So I just had to stop it for a second because, like, this guy is literally, like, talking about what we were kind of just talking about. Just, like, the grind and stuff and the struggle, you know? Mm -hmm. But then he's got this dead finger. Yeah, he found a finger. 
He's trying to figure out what kind of finger it is. And then he poured it. He spilt some booze and yeah. the fucking finger soaked it up. Yeah, the finger just sucked up that booze like it was an offering yeah. to like and some weird demon finger. What have we been what is black tea and bourbon about? It's like spirits and spirits, dude. Alcohol and spirit and like dead things. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's all connected and then whoever wrote this story probably intuitively knows about like the connection between it's, alcohol he has and like a little like little butter like container for the finger. Yeah. Like, it's funny. We literally named it Spirits. Maybe we were trying to tell ourselves something. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so now we're going to see why this finger soaked up booze, but... He makes a really good sponge, that finger. Like, I'd be like, man, that's, like, way better than a ShamWow. But this this already feels very, like, tied into kind of the gay day. I feel like... I see how the gay day concept influences a lot of things Mm -hmm. throughout life. Because it's the dance of the dead. Yeah, the color purple, dude. Like that's what I'm saying. And we just—I just watched the color out of space, which I want to watch with you if you're down. It's H.P. Lovecraft cosmic psychological horror, and that's what I've been writing. I actually like—I'm writing Sig Neutron's animated series, and it's like I was connecting all these mythological dots and trying to like connect timelines and figure out like the nature of everything and how we got here. And actually, like, I started making connections. It brought me to, I was like, you know what? It brought me to H.P. Lovecraft and his mythos. And it's not a mythos. Like, it's real. But it's like, it was like filtering a message into it. And that's why he left his mythos. Uh, It's in the public domain. What artist leaves something in the public domain? Somebody that really believes what he did. Like, if, like, my stuff, I would leave it in the public domain. Where are you going? Are you getting bored of this? No, I was just gonna fix this pumpkin because this is oh. you and it makes me nervous. Okay, because like I'm I'm writing a story that literally can connect any story to the story. So if that's the story, then how how does anybody own that story? And that's why like corporations and like big firms and stuff like they got to stop owning people's ideas because like actually nobody owns an idea. You know, what I mean? you can own a thing, I guess, but like owning an idea is like that's absurd, man. You're Jeez, it's upsetting. But anyways, um, that's a good plug for my my animated series I'm writing. Uh, but it's like I don't know where I'm gonna find the money for that. But I believe that the money will come to me somehow because like it's gotta get made. And it's like I just haven't been talking about it. So now I'm just gonna like start talking about it, and maybe people will be like, "Holy shit, we want to see that!" You know, like maybe I'll find the right people. So if you're out there, you want to produce a Sig Neutron animated series, <laughs> that's my plug. <laughs> because we got a pitch ideas and like we got to pay with things for our with our attention if there was just enough people that wanted to see my show just kept posting about it or something until some network was like oh we'll give that person money then i could get a show and anybody could do that so really instead of like the kickstarter method where people are like paying into it really you would just like click on an idea and be like you know what i want to see that movie so i'm going to pay attention to that that's the social media app I want to create. And I don't know, like, if you're out there and you want to create this app, maybe you just, just do it. Because, like, that's an idea that would, like, optimize, like, the world. And, like, hopefully somehow I would, like, I don't know, get my benefit from that. But, you know, it's, like, that's the thing. is like, I just, I need to benefit and anybody needs to benefit, generate resources so that they can reinvest it. But a lot of people aren't interested in reinvesting a resource. But, like, that's, like, the only reason why I want to succeed. Man, okay, let's continue with this finger thing. So you just got a strawberry, and I was just thinking about mutual benefit. That's like the society that we got to push towards. A society that everybody benefits from, like, each other. 
And in that, everyone can find their purpose because everybody needs something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's how we got. We got to. That's the next generation. We got to come together, solve problems together, because we are the problem. And the more groups of ourselves that we have trying to solve the problem, the faster it gets solved. Mm-hmm. Now let's continue with the finger. Okay, dang. Has it been like wow. thirty-four? Okay, it's only been thirty-four seconds. I was like. How has it been 34 minutes when I was, like, <laughs> recording? I was like, I just hit record. Okay. Um, so. So, wow. Like, that finger, it started regenerating into a th- creature. Yeah. And then I was immediately intrigued. Like, this and is it was a good like, story. But it was, like, when it was, like, regenerating, I was like, oh, my God. It was legitimately scary. Like, what is it going to turn into? Because first it just was, like, part of it you know an arm or whatever yeah it looked like a dead man's finger and yeah. we were just looking through the the dark dark room it's called a dark dark room right yeah the book with the the children's scary stories yeah. and it's like again we're most scared of the finger when all we can see is the finger so mm-hmm. our mind is like what does it go to mm-hmm. that's why like i'm saying less is more man yeah and so with this one i dig it because so it grew into this creature but they show a lot of it but they're showing it in the instead of CG, they used stop motion and a practical puppet. Yeah, and, and it's pretty adorable yes. actually. And that spoke so to far, like the adorable. nostalgia of me. So I was like, this works. You know, if it would have been CG, I immediately would have like been turned off. I respect the artistry of CG and I think what they do is very like it takes a lot of talent and I understand it's a thing. But when I personally see something, like I prefer the stop motion, the sculpture actually moving, even if it's a little janky. Because like the, the, you know, you you can't not have it a little janky when it's stop motion. That's, I think the loss of frames is what's creepy to me. Again, less is more. Less frames gives it that rickety, like, you remember in fucking Evil Dead when she was dancing as a skeleton? That part scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> I love that so did, much. Did, when did, I she's like, ah! It made me laugh so hard as a kid. That was like, oh, one of my favorite things. No, she was scary as fuck. That was so funny. I mean, it was kind of scary, but like Evil Dead was, Evil oh Dead 2 God. was like just really fun for for me you know why it was even scarier for me is because it was also funny i think the first one was like unintentionally funny so then the second one they embraced who it was and just made it funny and scary and it was so good but what's funny is the first one that i actually saw fun fact i have a tattoo of the book of the dead the necrococon whoa what kind of book is that tattooed on my leg oh my god i'm gonna make like i do i'm gonna make that with like art the necrococon and it's like all like elder like porn like 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 they should have a necrocomicon and it's just a bunch of dead people at a convention necrocomicon necrocomicon that's amazing let's start the necrocomicon necrocomicon zombies and comics that is so good and like elder horror because H.P. Lovecraft. And that reminds me, dude, H.P. Lovecraft, his mythos, anyways. Um, so, yeah, let's get back to the thing. Or do you, yeah, yeah think- so just wanted to appreciate the stop motion usage. Yeah, and now-, and now there's a cute creature and this guy's like, oh, what should I call you, buddy? Yep, and also... But also, shit, he, wait, also he, he just- also found a heart in his garage. Oh, okay. I, the, right now, this frame looks to me like a giant crab claw in a, like a, a grip. In a and vice. he's about to crack a giant crab claw. I think claw. it might be the heart. 
Yeah, you're right, because that makes more sense. But also, I thought he just clobbered his little buddy on the the, the head. I was like, oh, shit. What? Yeah, that he just got a, a heart on the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. And there was a moment where he, like, takes a picture of the thing. And it's like, okay. It's just, which is funny because modern day, that is exactly what I would be doing, too. Like, but in the 80s movies, like, they didn't have cell phones. So nobody's like, whoa, look at this monster. Let me take a picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would have been, like, kind of worried to take a picture with the, with the flash and everything. Yeah. And then we were camera. like, oh, he's going to fuck it up because he's, he's just a little flash. But then actually the yeah. creature was like, okay. The creature with it. So we're like, oh, familiar all right. selfies, this dude's actually, so. like, chill. Yeah. Oh, but also I think that heart on his thing is his wife's heart. I think the creature killed his ex-wife. Or maybe he killed his ex-wife. Who also knows? that, too. We're not sure. Because this guy actually sounds like yeah, a psychopath. kind of crazy. He's thinking out, like, he's talking, first of all, he's talking to the fourth wall, so we know he's a little loose up top. <laughs> a little loose. <laughs> but it's like, that's what we do. Like I was just literally talking about, like, I'm like, oh my god, are we psychopaths? Know. Because we're, like, talk- breaking the fourth wall, talking to, like, people outside of this dimension. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess that would, that's what would make you evil or not, like, once you're talking to the outside dimension and you think about, anyways. so many words. Yeah, okay. What was it? Oh, uh, so, a lot. You were saying a lot. Oh, he's just really good at thinking himself out of crimes, which is weird because he's thinking of a high, like from an expanded perspective, man. Maybe he's an air sign. I don't know. Okay, well, let's watch right. it now. Yeah, we're going. Okay, go ahead. Oh, man. So that like little creature dude is like so cute. It's like his buddy, but then it like murders people. But yeah, man, he is like really cute. Yeah. Like, he's all purring. And he, like, sleeps in the freezer. Like, it's, like, his little, like, coffin bed or something. It's really cute. I love its little face. You gotta figure out who made it. Because I like, I like it. It's cute. Yeah, it's good, man. There are many adorable And moments. it's perfect. It's, it's totally, like, Tales from the Crypt, man. Because it's, like, it was scary. But it's, like, funny. I love it. Also, it's a morality tale. Like I'm saying. Like, this is what I'm talking about. This guy is getting debt collectors called, and he's like, I fucking can't, like, ah, I'm just so stressed and shit. Yeah, but then I think that the the alien, you know, or the creature got to the... That's not morality. That's not moral. Well, you didn't let me finish the moral of the story. Oh, sorry. I thought, like... (laughs) Morality is a setup and then, like, a payoff. So, this guy... He has this wonderful creature. It just regrew. And now he has this magical opportunity in life. But what does he do? He's like so wrapped up in trauma and like hate that he's like hating these people. And like this creature is going and killing him. Mm-hmm. This creature is based on like is like in tune with this guy. Mm-hmm. And so it like, probably is him or something. Maybe. Or but it's like a morality tale because like think about this guy's energy, man. Like he's just so hateful. And then Greg Nicotero makes a, a cameo appearance by like driving past in a truck with truck nuts and then like he stops and then he's like fuck you asshole and then he's like well fuck you fuckity fuck fuck and like people actually talk to people like that mm-hmm. that happens on a daily basis like we live in a, a world where like somebody would accidentally he drive ran by. a stop sign by the way which is you know he could have really hurt that guy because that guy that's true has... but like that guy is so jacked up in his own world that he's running stop signs and then he is saying fuck you fuckity fuck and everybody is just like fuck you now like we gotta like reverse the tide of fuck yous yeah okay let's watch it now yeah this is interesting I just want to make a side note that after I paused it last time, you let me know that I was, like, talking a whole bunch. And I was like, oh, thank you for letting me know. Yeah, you're still talking a bunch. I know. I just wanted to let them know that I was like, hey, now I'm going to let you talk now, too. Okay, but but let's just watch it because I'm excited to see what happens next. Thank you.
That was a good episode. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Again, a morality <laughs> tale. Yeah. It was very, very exciting to watch and very entertaining. I like the little creature thing, so. Yep. And see, if you look at it, the guy was so deprived of... Okay, so, well, that's where we start. So Bob kept killing people and then bringing bodies back. And then he eventually got arrested for it. And then he ended up in a mental institution. And then he was, like, yammering on, kind of like I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he's like... And they're like, but you're not going to believe me about Bob. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God, like, I sympathize with that guy. So now I'm like, how many times do you think something happens that's paranormal... They, people try to report it, but, like, nobody believes them. No. <laughs> because, like, we're in a paradigm right now that nobody believes in the paranormal yeah. stuff. Like, that guy got locked up when, like, he didn't actually kill anybody. There was this little creature, like, bringing him people. It would, like, fly around and, like, kill yeah, people. pretty cute. That's, like, I used to have, like, dreams about things like that. Like, having, like, weird little monster things that are, like, my allies and doing things for me. Not killing people for me, but, like you know protecting me and things like that yeah i've always had like creepy buddies in my dreams yeah and this is like topics that my show that i'm writing deals with if you will yeah (laughs) that's like topics that my show i'm writing deals with the sleazy universe of signutron or adventures Mm -hmm. so the real moral of the story here is that that bob is actually the guy's shadow and everybody that guy hates bob goes and kills so he's projecting his hate out there and then bob is like going and killing him so it's like, how much hate are we projecting to the world? Oh, and then all he wanted was love. and But like Bob loved him. Mm-hmm. But like, but that guy valued Bob like, like he didn't even, he had no value for human life. He was like, oh, that's great. They're dead. Because like I said earlier, they're so traumatized. Or he was actually the killer. So yeah. like, let's go watch the well, credits. You always want to go, go, go. And I'm, I'm just sorry. like, I just want to unpack this. And it's I feel like, like it's been unpacked enough. I feel like you keep me going. And then I hold you back sometimes. I think we have this good, like, push and pull dynamic. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, so the credits. Bad Wolf Down was directed and written by Rob Schraub. Rob Schraub, that's a good name. Rob Schraub. <laughs> <laughs> and then The Finger was directed by Greg Nicotero and written by David J. Shaw. KNB EFX Group did the, the makeup, special makeup effects. But see, here's my issue. When did they do the just the makeup? Did they do the all of the special effects? Yeah, well, it's special like special effects makeup. But then was there also wasn't there like the well? Let's see if they they say more. That's, a, Hold on. that's not a makeup. That's yeah. just a creature. Well, that well, yeah. Let's see if there's more. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Yeah, so okay, so it does. The, there's more expanded credits, which is good. So uh, some of the the sculpt. See, this is what I like to like look at because I actually know these people. There's Andy Bergoltz, uh, Andy Schonberg, and Garrett Immel, and it's like. You know, I think it's important that we like look at the, look at see who who did the thing, and like I guess I'm just looking at specifically what I do. So, but you should look at the credits of things. I don't know. And then Andy Bergoltz, I like he has an amazing Instagram where he sculpts really cool things. Hmm. I don't know if it's like at Andy Bergoltz or something, but like, look him up. Like he's a really good sculptor, and I don't know the other two, but if I did, I would shout them out. But always look at the credits. Yeah. So that's oh that's the end of that episode. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Oh, I I already said I liked it a lot. Yeah, looking at the whole episode as a whole. Now looking two episodes in on this show, like I love this. Sh- I love this, this show. Yeah. I would love this as a kid. Yeah, I was just saying that I would love this as a kid. And like I love it as an adult. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because the set design. This would be the shit I would like watch over and over and exactly. over as a kid. Yep. Like rewinding that VHS. Yeah. 
And the it's interesting because the set design is all very much like uh, houses that we grew up in. But today's generation like didn't and grow up in like houses a like that. Old haunted house today, <laughs> yeah, right. right? Oh. Like it's like make them like they used to. <laughs> Because it's like people used to dress like that. People used to like have houses like that, like refrigerator magnets. I think still people still have those, but like that used to be like a huge thing. But all in all, man, the show is amazing, and I'm actually really Wait, sad. You think that, that refrigerator magnets aren't a thing anymore? What are you talking about? No, I said they, I. Th- I meant to say I think they are. Oh, okay. But anyways, I think that I'm really sad that uh, our we have to cancel Shutter because like I want to finish this show. <laughs> I know. Well, this figure, we got to figure that out. So yeah, maybe Shutter will sponsor us, and then we'll just review maybe... movies on their platform. Like, oh my God, perfect job, win win. See Shutter, you win, and then we win because you pay us to like review things on your your thing. We're moving resources, <laughs> right? Like this is my pitch to Shutter. Fund us. <laughs> So the the end of the show credits here. Um, catch us uh, if you want to support the show, uh, and also get access to like sexy photo shoots. And also, black tea and bourbon is coming up, so we're going to be posting so much secret footage to the thing that's going to completely round out the mystery. And I, I'm telling you guys, this mystery is huge. We still haven't even solved it. Yeah. And that's they do that on purpose. That's why Spirit is amazing. It's like they're not going to tell us everything all at once because they want us to like live through it and discover they want us it. To connect with the collective. To, yeah. to figure this shit out. Yeah, and that's like that's what we should be doing. We should be connecting to figure out like what we are, what is consciousness. The answer is out there, and a lot of people are getting really close to it, but we're just not hearing them because all the information is locked up. We got to free up and optimize our systems and work together mm-hmm. as a human unit. Okay. I just like going out on a positive note, you know. All right, that sounds good. That sounds positive. But you can support us on uh, in this capitalist <laughs> paradigm uh, on our Patreon, patreon.com slash rancig. And it is pay what you can because of... R-A-N-C-I-G. Thank you. You got it that time. Uh, it's pay what you can because we believe that's the way of the future. And it's like if you're listening to me talk, I'm thinking about the future and new ways of economy. And I think pay what you can is going to help us get into the hump of like a better paradigm because we do have to take small steps it's for such huge problems but sometimes we got to take giant steps for small problems you know mm-hmm. so it's like it's a little it's a give and a take but um yeah so you can join for as little as a dollar and you get like a bonus episode which we're going to record a little bonus episode right now so you can hear that over on patreon.com slash rancig oh, i thought you were gonna say r-e-n-c-i-g yeah well you said it oh do you want to give them out say something cool no i'm good <laughs> okay 